This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey everybody, welcome to Sick and Wrong number 37. I'm Lance Wackerly, and I've got a special guest in the studio today because D. Simon is off in the Middle East doing something, I don't know, cruising around on a ship, cruising the beaches. So my special guest host today is uh, Mr. P-Town. <laughs> Mr. P-Town or just P-Town? Uh, I don't really have a preference. How's it going? It's P- going. P-T- it's going O-W-N. Well. I like the, uh, the setup you guys have in here with the two what looks like... 19, circa 1970 card tables covered with ashes, and it just, just generally smells like a boy's locker room in here. It's a nice place. Great studio. We don't normally bring chicks back here. Oh, Because yeah. I think they would be scared. I would have I, I never guessed. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we missed last week because D was gone, and this is just to sort of fill in the time. He's on like a freaking six-week vacation or something. Well, three-week. Who takes a three-week vacation? I was under the impression that it wasn't a vacation as much as it was a um, a cruise for Jews. It's family bonding. I'm he's quoting with, him. He's with he's with his dad. I don't think it's all Jews on the cruise. I I thought that it was a Jew cruise. There are some Jews, which is why they need the rabbi there. He's dead. Is he the the only rabbi? Is he the sole? Yeah, he's the rabbi. If, if the if the boat goes down, he's got to like stuff a big matzo ball in the in the hole. To plug it up. He's the only guy there that can do it. Do they fish for gefilte fish? Probably. <laughs> Is that a fish? <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. You just got back from Hawaii, huh? I just got back from Kauai, yes. I've been there. Yeah. You yeah, have. it's hot. It's hot. It's pretty, though. There's lots of uh, lots of good weather, lots of clean air. Lots of chickens. Lots of Yeah, you know, that, that was kind of amazing to me. The, Wild um, chickens. Chickens and roosters in Kauai are like pigeons here. So you've been to the other Hawaiian islands, or some of them, right? Do they have chickens there, too? I've been to Maui, and I didn't see a single rooster or chicken. But, I mean, where I was was more of a touristy area, and perhaps they have a chicken rooster police. But, <laughs> a uh, zone? A yeah. zone of chickens? <laughs> yeah, they have rules. But the Kauai uh, chicken rooster population was surprising. And I actually read a little blurb in the in the funny tour book that I had that... Uh, said that there was a storm, and that's what brought the roosters there. And um, they must be stupid or just confused or taken off their clock, their rooster biological clock, because now they just crow all day long. Yeah, I did notice that. It's kind of annoying. It was really annoying. At first, Especially it was when you're trying to take your afternoon nap. Yeah, it was kind of quaint and charming at first, but then it just became a, a severe annoyance. So I was glad to, glad to leave that part of it at least. But the rest of the island was, uh, was nice. So they said that their clocks are fucked up. I mean, you. So you've. Experienced- they didn't really say that. They just said that the, the book actually quoted. And this is a tour book, so it's not like you know the authority on the rooster behavior in in the South Pacific. It was just said that they must be stupid because now they crow all day. But they say that you know there's a, such a thing called Hawaiian time, or something like that, where just nobody's really in a hurry to do anything or to get anywhere. Or- <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy Buffett was on Hawaiian time. I think he might have had a song like that. I don't know. I hate Jimmy Buffett. Well, anyway, since D's not here, we're not going to do this stupid contest. I didn't think because I don't know if you're going to be back to pay up. Well, with the, with the case of MGD, but... I don't. I don't know if it'll be worth it because you gave me these articles. <laughs> that too, but I think I gave you the better one, so that's another reason for me to call off the contest. But we should just talk about some stuff. Well, you can still have a uh, a poll 
among the listeners, among your legions of listeners, and decide which of these articles was the most uh, sick and wrong. Yeah. Is that the name of the show? Yeah, we can have people vote. Maybe I'll bring over some 40s to your place or something if you win, which you won't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Gay.com is where this <clears throat> one came from. So if anybody wants to vote on these stories we're going to talk about, it's uh, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. I think all our listeners should know that, but maybe there's some new ones this week, although I doubt it. You can only hope. So you want me to start this off? Go for it, yeah. I'll watch and learn. All right. Um, you, you're kind of a big world traveler, aren't you? You went to Hawaii. Not that that's world traveling, but you've been to like Thailand and yeah. China and Pre, Hong Kong uh, and Japan. Between, I went to Thailand between, between coups. This is apparently their 18th coup. Oh, yeah. They had a coup. I forgot. They had a coup, yeah. And uh, this is their 18th coup in, since World War II. So, That's a lot of coups. It is a lot of coups. Is I think that like one every one every couple, couple of years, years, three years. Basically, yeah, I'm not sure how their um, how their elections go, but um, it would it would seem that every time they elect someone new to parliament, they just have a coup. So it's <laughs> so almost th- like tradition. It's Thailand. It's a democracy, right? <laughs> uh yes. Well, I mean, in a sense, I, I'm not. I'm not the. I don't. I don't know enough about it to really comment on it with any sort of intelligence. You were just drunk the whole time. I was there. pretty much just with, you know, little little uh, feminine looking hookers that could have been men. <laughs> However, um who are of age? They are I, I was under the impression that the coup was to promote democracy more than they're getting from the current parliament, so that's why they asked. Yeah, I heard that the guy, the prime minister was like taking his time getting out of dodge. He was they voted him out, but he wouldn't leave or something, so the army just came in and housed him. Right, and he was like a businessman, rich guy. Ah, I hate those rich guys. George Bush type that was, uh, you know, not doing less Buddhism and more buying and selling of shit. I don't know. I'm making that up. I don't know what's going on over there. A lot of people listen to the show for accurate world news, so I hope you're happy (laughs) with misleading everyone. But anyways, I only mentioned that, that you're a world traveler, because I have a pretty funny story from China. Maybe you have some more insight into it, but it's just funny in its own right. So uh, I think you have a story from China, too, since I gave you your story. I think I think you're right. I think, I think you knew that already. But I'll start with mine. <laughs> hey, we're trying to maintain an illusion here. Um, this comes from Slate.com. Usually we don't get sick and wrong stories from Slate because it's kind of like about politics and stuff. But uh, apparently there's a guy in China who had he's the world's first penis transplant. First? Yeah, first time ever. So and, by, uh, by transplant you mean they removed the penis of one man and stuck it on this man. Well, let me let me tell you what happened. And what doctors call an unfortunate and traumatic accident. They put that in quotes for some reason and then they don't tell you what it is, which is really annoying. Fortunate? Unfortunate. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was fortunate cuz listen to this. A 44-year-old Chinese man lost all but the last half inch of his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I could say a lot about that, but I won't. But the article says it itself. To replace it, they offered him the four-inch penis of an anonymous 22-year-old brain-dead patient whose parents had had agreed to donate the organ. So it's not a guy who died that they took his penis and gave it to this new guy. It's just like he's brain-dead. How do they decide that? Is it just like over here where they have the... um... The license, the driver's license thing that you fill out and you pick your organs that you want to give away. I never saw a penis on cock. that list. <laughs> Just the cock. Everything else I'm keeping. Well, hey, if they if they can you know perfect that operation, I'll donate my wang. All right. I would, too. If you go to hell, then the, you know, uh, then the devil won't be able to like torture your, your wang if they cut it off before you go there. I think that's how it works. Good point, Lance. 
I think that's how it works. <laughs> but so he was brain dead, and they and his parents said, "Yeah, we'll give our brain dead kid's penis to another guy." I mean, you'd think there'd be like a big Terry Schiavo uprising <laughs> for the for the vegetable man, but I guess not. Um, and it was only four inches, but that's another thing I'm not going to go into. But so the surgeon that did this penis transplant, his name is Doctor. I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say Willie Hugh. Willie who? Willie who? <laughs> anyway, so this is a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty uh, bizarre opera. You'd think it'd be simple. They just stitch it on like that. Remember that guy whose wife chopped his off? What was his name? And they just sewed it back uh, what on. What was his name? Because then I remember uh, when I lived in Michigan, he was actually, at post-op, he was actually stripping at some, he was guest stripping at a, at a strip club. I remember he did a porn, too, yeah, that yeah, I never saw. Yeah, but it was, yeah, they just, uh, but I guess that's not as big a deal if it's your own and they just sell it back on. Because here's, it's, here's some uh, details about it. Um, the guy, uh, when they, when they did this, it's not just a simple thing. He endured penile congestion, <coughs> <coughs> discoloration, <laughs> venous stasis. I don't know what that means, but it sounds nasty. Lymphatic drainage, also nasty. Segmental epidermis necrosis. Oof. I think necrosis is where it like hardens up or something. Seg- segmental though. Yeah, only in segments. Hmm. European Urology, which is a magazine, European Urology has pictures of this whole process, which I'm sure anybody who listens to this show are gonna go right out and try and find. Uh starting with the original penile defect, I guess that it was missing. Um <laughs> Uh, the article consists of a scrotum. <laughs> well, this is a picture, I guess. It consists of a scrotum with what looks like labia where the penis should be. The necrosis is nasty. Uh, you really don't want to see the venous stasis. Those are all direct quotes, although it sounds like typical sick and wrong commentary. Wow, hats off to European urology. Uh, so after the surgery, they talk to the doctors, and they uh, say it has excellent cosmetic appearance, the new one apparently. Um, and indeed it does, says this reporter. Does it look like a big cartoon penis? <laughs> yeah. It's all swollen, and, I mean, you would hope. If you were going to get a penis transplant, wouldn't you want, like, a 12-inch or something? Or would that just be too much trouble for when you were, I don't, you all know, the times you weren't having sex? I had heard that when you have a 12-inch penis, it's actually more of a hassle than, than it is a, you know, a blessing, because you've got this massive wang, and every time you get a boner, you get a headache, because all the blood in your brain goes right to that. Yeah, I was going to say, you might faint with a heart on and faint, and then you don't even get to have any sex with this huge cock. But you're passed out, and some girl can presumably just ride you till the morning. <laughs> well, you remember when that woman got her face transplanted? I think we actually did an article on Sick and Wrong, but that doctor... Um, this is the dog, the dog mauling victim? Yeah, the dog bit her, bit her face off, because she was all knocked out on painkillers, uh... Well, he says that uh, penis replacement is the logical extension of our increasing efforts to repair aesthetic defects. Not a very interesting quote, but he's the guy who replaced that one with face, so I thought I'd mention it. Uh, they go into uh, the culture in China. It's very traditional Chinese. Sorry. Very traditional Chinese. Think that the, think of the penis as a, as a life spring to carry on the ancestral line. Indeed, they regard it to be the symbol of man. This symbolic meaning, the doctor suggests, is what ultimately justified the surgery. Doesn't everybody think that? Is there any culture that doesn't think, like, you know, a guy without a penis is basically worthless? Lesbians? Yeah, but lesbians still love love dildos. They love strap-ons. Everybody likes the cock. Do they? I don't know. Everybody likes the cock. The gays. I think maybe, I mean, straight men like their own cock. I feel like I've met some lesbians who who claim to not, but um, 
I have no idea. They just bump the bagels. Yeah. Without living a day in the life of a lesbian, I really couldn't comment. <clears throat> I work with a lesbian, but I'm not going to ask her because I'd probably get sexual harassment. But it doesn't seem unusual for a culture to, yeah. to worship so the So this cop. article makes it sound like it's some weird, bizarre thing, but it's like, yeah, everybody thinks that, okay? Hmm. Guy, think of something else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the end of this, it ends pretty badly, which is good for this article for Sick and Wrong. Uh, at day 14, post-operatively... <laughs> Because of a severe psychological problem of the recipient and his wife, the transplanted penis regret- regretfully had to be cut off. That's like adding insult to injury. Why did it have to be cut off? Did it not take? No, it's psychological, and actually they go into it. In the follow-up article, they explain, the patient finally decided to give up the treatment, his new penis, because of the wife's psychological rejection, as well as the swollen shape of the transplanted penis. So it was like a big eggplant, and she just couldn't she couldn't get freaky with an eggplant? A reverse eggplant. Yeah, just big on the end. It looked like labia on one side. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, so when you were in China, did you see anything like that? <laughs> I did see a lot of strange stuff, but I did not get to see any, any, uh, any, any Chinaman's wang, uh, let alone Chinaman's butchered wang. No. But I was looking. Don't get me wrong. You couldn't find any Chinese bathhouses. I no. What I was, do the communists think of get the gays? Gosh, I don't know. I, w- I would assume they that, shouldn't that care, they're... right? Because they're supposedly anti-religion, and why? You know, why would communists care? And they don't want anybody to have kids, anyways, right? They got the like one-child rule. You know, like there, there's not a real strong communist sentiment over there. I mean, you know, they have the same... you were there recently. I was there last year, so it's they, they, it seems like they have this sort of, you know, everything is done for the good of China, and everything needs to be for the good of China, but um, it's not like people were walking around spouting off communist quotes and wearing red patches, and it seems like they're more capitalist than anything. But So it's not like North Korea. It's not like North Korea. You gotta go to North Korea to see that crazy shit. Yeah, you're right. And while I'm there, I'll look for some funny-looking wangs. I'm not going to North Korea anytime soon. I read a book about it. It sounds pretty shitty. I bet. Well, that's pretty uh, pretty sick and wrong. Are, are you done? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> that's kind of sick and wrong. I mean, it really just seems like you know tough luck for that guy and his wife. I just like that they sewed it on, and it was four inches, and then they cut it off again. That's my favorite parts of the story. Well, what happened after that? I mean, did he get his old penis back, or he's just, or is he just memberless? No, I think the old penis was like mangled in a washing machine accident or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like a so he's got nothing a but ramen a ramen noodle machine. <laughs> he's got nothing but like a prosthetic tube. I don't hanging think he has his... anything. I think he has to sit down when he pees though. Oh my gosh, he's forty-four. Wouldn't that be more psychologically disturbing to his wife than having a big funny-shaped penis? Well, maybe she's one of those harpies that doesn't want to have sex with him. And especially not with like the Frankenstein, the Franken penis. <laughs> and now she just has her way. Huh. She never has to do it again. That's a shame. She might, she might, she might have to suck on his half-inch stump once in a while. There's plastic straw. <laughs> Play with his balls. You have to unhook it from the bag and. She should at least massage. His, she should at least massage his balls once in a while. Does he still have balls? Yeah, he still has balls, remember? Because it, uh, when it was in the pictures, it looks like labia over a scrotum. <laughs> but they're the original balls. I think it kind of. I think that's what uh, Jamie Lee Curtis looks like. <laughs> that's so nasty. And now she's all old and wrinkly, and now, and she's got a penis. No, but what he should get is one of those, um, you know, pump balls. Because he has no natural wang, but I mean, for the sake of pleasing his uh, his wife, he could probably get the blow up 
Wang with the with the pump ball. Right, like those shoes they used to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they make those in China. They should have some leftover I'm pumps. I'm sure there's a sweatshop somewhere that's making pump balls. Well, let's let's hope and pray for this guy that everything works out all right. I'm sure he'll be fine. So what kind of articles do you have? Well, I also have a Chinese article, and I have one from gay.com. Um, really? <laughs> when, yes. were you, were you, when did you see that? <laughs> well, you know, in my, in my daily, my daily uh, you know, review of gay.com, I picked <laughs> up on this one. I'm going to have to start checking out gay.com more often, because I bet you there's lots of funny shit on there, and this is especially funny. Yeah, I didn't realize they even had a news section. I thought it was, you know, maybe just a bunch of gay pictures, but that's what I get for being a... Ignorant, breeder, straight guy. Yeah. You know, what do I know about the gay community? Yeah. But now nothing. that you've come on Sick and Wrong as a guest host, that you get to uh, you get to find out. I get to stuff. learn something. I get to you know become more fully realized as a human being. Um, it's a short one, so maybe I'll have time to do both of these. But um, gay.com, straight from gay.com, hot off the gay.com presses. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas ex official, nude men robbed me. I'm, I'm guessing that's a quote. Uh-huh. A former Dallas City Planning Commissioner under investigation in an FBI corruption probe. So we can we, we should pause and just appreciate that last statement. A probing? The uh, FBI corruption probe. I bet you every article on gay.com had something about probing. Probably. Yeah, it was probably a different word when they got it off the wire. But, um, you know, the point remains the same. Uh, former Dallas City Planning Commissioner was arrested on public intoxication charges early Sunday after claiming he was robbed by naked attackers at a male strip club, authorities said. Oops. <laughs> now, um, you're at a male strip club. There's going to be naked men everywhere. And I guess, like anywhere else, not all naked men are uh, have good intentions. No. If you see a naked man running at you, something's going on. Yeah. Either you're something into it, bad is about to happen. Either you're into it and you instigated it, or something bad is about to happen. Police arrested D'Angelo Lee. I mean, I guess that's the guy's name. Outside Club Nubian Fantasies. Wow, Nubian spelled K N U B I A N F A N T A C I E Z. Nubian Fantasies. Is that the Texan spelling of the, those words? I guess so. It's, I think it, it's Texan. It's phonetic. Fantasies. <laughs> Club Nubian Fantasies, a dance club that becomes an all-nude male review after midnight. Police said, I'm wondering what it is before midnight. Is it like a, like a, like a family pancake house? Well, they make it sound like he was there when it was just a normal bar, and then at midnight, Unbeknownst like Cinderella, <laughs> you know, the, the carriage turning into a sudden, pumpkin. Lights go oh down. Oh, my God. <laughs> lights go down, disco balls come out, and all the guys pants come off too there's a big black sweaty guy with his balls in my face what happened <laughs> police said he told them he was attacked by three men one naked and another clad in only a towel lee told police he uh, the men threw him out of the club broke his glasses and stole <laughs> his wallet so not only was he uh, assaulted by three naked presumably gay men but um they broke his glasses i mean that's like some schoolyard shit right there yeah um, club employees told police they removed Lee, who said he he was there picking up women. 
<laughs> That's a good defense. I was at the gay bar picking up chicks. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if his story is true and he didn't really know it was a gay, I mean, it actually doesn't even say that, but perhaps it's a straight bar before midnight. Because he was causing a disturbance, they removed him. He later called the incident, Lee later called the incident, just stupid, just really frivolous, and said he was only trying to get his wallet back. <laughs> Lee resigned from the city planning commission last year after being targeted in the FBI's corruption investigation into Dallas City Hall. He had been accused of voting on zoning cases where he was paid, or not voting on zoning cases where he was a paid consultant and not reporting gifts. Truly uh, worthy of an FBI corruption probe. Probe. So, I'm going to go ahead and rate that one as, uh, was, it, was it one out of ten? How do you guys rate these? It's one out of ten. We didn't rate mine. So rate that one and then rate mine. I'm going to rate this as a four because it doesn't really seem that sick or that wrong. It's just funny. Yeah, but see, this is this happens a lot on the show. The article is written in a non-sick manner, but you have to think about the situation. <sighs> Hairy gay strippers are are attacking this guy, so they're just wangs are all over him. <laughs> well, I don't know if it even says hairy. Flying around. <laughs> well, if they're strippers, they're probably shaved, right? Okay, well, I've never really been to a male strip club. Clearly, you have. <clears throat> yeah, right. <clears throat> Clearly, you have, because you know a lot of details that aren't even in this article. Hey, I'm just imagining <laughs> what it would be like. Okay, well, now you're making it sick and wrong. You throw in hairy, you throw in ass juice. And it's in Texas, and it's hot, and they're just, yeah, sweaty ash juice flying all over the Right, and they're probably Republican if they're in Texas. Yeah, conservative, gay, stripping attackers. With ash juice. Yeah. Dripping. Yeah, see, that's sick. Yeah. You gotta go, we've never scored anything below a five. You gotta, (laughs) I'm gonna give that, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give that a 7.2. All right, I'll boost it up to a six just because I'm a novice, and uh, obviously my, my scoring skills aren't in check. So. Once again, we'll just let the listeners vote in on Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com, and we'll find out. There you go. Well, you want to go to the other article you have? Because the other one's from China also, which kind of goes along the lines of the foreign countries or Texas theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just go right into uh, my Chinese story. Coming from Beijing, a drunken Chinese migrant worker jumped into a panda enclosure at the Beijing Zoo and was bitten by a by the bear and retaliated by chomping down on the animal's back. Uh, Zhang Xingyan, uh, I think, from the central province of Henan, drank four jugs of beer at a restaurant near the zoo before visiting Gugu, the panda. Gugu. <laughs> Gugu the panda on Tuesday, uh, the Beijing Morning Post said. He felt a sudden urge to touch the panda with his hand. Uh, I've seen panda bears before. These things are massive. In China? Not in China, no. Man, what the fuck did you do in China? You know, I don't know. I missed out on big eggplant wings, and I didn't see any panda bears, which are endangered species. Let me ask you this, though. Did you drink any jugs of beer? I did drink some, not really jugs. They were bottles. I I did drink out of a stein with Chinese letters on it. Okay. Um, he had an urge, to, sudden urge to touch the panda with his hand, which is suspect, <laughs> and jumped into the enclosure. So he was, uh, what would you refer to that as? Drunk, Stupid. Drunk zoo visiting? Yeah. Uh, the panda who was asleep was startled, big surprise, and bit Zhang, 35, on the leg. Zhang got angry and kicked the panda, who then bit his other leg. A tussle ensued. <laughs> Guy, it is a bear. I mean, just because it looks cute and it's black and white, it's still a big bear. 
I'm I'm just hoping this is on YouTube somewhere because I want to see a panda bear tussle. We'll try and find it and put yeah. it on the website, but I'm not promising anything. Okay, good. Uh, the, the, I bit the fellow on the back, Zhang was quoted as saying in the newspaper. Its skin was quite thick. <laughs> <laughs> he must have bit down pretty hard. I mean, if you're going to go right, you're, if you're going to you know get past the hair and actually feel the skin. You might not know this, but Chinese people have very sensitive teeth. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I just made it up. I did know that a cab driver in San Francisco told me that all Asians have no peripheral vision. <laughs> that just sounds like some San Francisco racism. He, he was just this Wisconsin good old boy, and, and he said he swore up and down. That's why they can't drive good. They don't have any peripheral. And I was <laughs> okay. in the car with a girl who was half Asian but wearing sunglasses, and you know she was just she thought that was hilarious. Anyway, um, no one ever said they would bite. The Beijing Youth Daily quoted Zhang as saying that he had seen pandas on the television, and they seemed to get along well with people. <laughs> <laughs> He must to, be watching different TV shows than I do. To his dismay, he was bitten twice, and, it's like that, and then he had a tussle. It's like the real world Beijing, where they had the pandas living with the gays, and then the <laughs> Mexican, and the guy who had AIDS, and the other panda. They all got along pretty well. I must have missed that season. <laughs> it's another one I made up, so. A spokeswoman for the Beijing Zoo confirmed the incident happened, but would not give any details, probably because she was laughing her ass off. Right. She said Gugu was healthy. Well, you know, if I was a healthy panda bear and some guy got in there drunk and started giving me nuggies, I'd fucking bite his ass, too. We're not considering punishing him now, the zoo spokesperson said in a television interview. He's suffered quite a bit of shock. <laughs> you know what's funny about that last sentence? Maybe you're just about to say it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to steal your thunder. <laughs> it sounds like maybe, we're, you know, if this was the United States, they would be punishing the guy who jumped in there and bit the endangered species yeah. that's, yeah. like, worth, you know, whatever. It's waiting... Pandas. I think they're clearly <laughs> referring to the panda is getting punished. We, flog, we flog panda 20 times for biting gay guy. <laughs> yes, I don't know who to feel more sorry for, the panda or the guy. The panda. Yeah, I would think, you know. His name, Gugu, it sounds like, it, it makes him sound cute, but that's maybe just in English. I can Gugu in Chinese probably means like vicious asshole bear. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm just imagining again. I'm going to Google it as soon as we get done with this and that find out horrible. what that means. Yeah, sorry. I, this is we need to put one of those jingles in. <laughs> so that's it. That's the sick and wrong. Sick for, uh, or wrong? I think this is podcast 37. I don't know if I said that, but uh, I think it was a good one. Okay. Yeah. So we missed a week. We're back this week. Who knows what's going to happen next week? And then the next week, I think D comes back, and I'm sure he'll have lots of stories about. Uh, you know, suicide bombings from the Middle East and, uh, I don't know, just gay Jew crew stuff. Jew, Jew crew shenanigans. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming out to uh, guest host. Maybe I'll try and drag you out next week, but I'm not going to hold my breath. It's yeah. It's kind of a, a chore. You know, it's uh, it's fun, and I will probably come back if invited. But uh, I'm going to try to look for uh, my own stories next time and actually play ball here, like the way, uh, the way you guys are intending. Well, I had to warm it up for you, you know. I appreciate that. So, uh, well, do you have anything else you need to say, Mr. P-Town? No, nothing. All right, everybody, uh, check back next week. I'm going to try and get something together for you, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Take it easy and watch out for Podcast 38 sometime in the future. (laughs) Before 2007. Yes, before 2007 for sure. See ya. Bye. Peace. (laughs) Bye.